Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm your host, Justin Wells. With me always for Inside the Program is my main man, Eric Nalene, managing public, publisher at InsideTexas.com. Hey, it's Team Friday. Anytime we t- anytime we hit it on Friday, Eric, we got team, and we got yeah. a lot of team to, to, to jump into. Today's theme is dogs. You know, the, the, it, it's the canine uh, episode of Texas football in in, in the, on March first, and so right now I want to jump right into it, Eric. What do you think is the definition of a dog on the football field? Well, it's the dogs that you don't want to come across in the street, the ones that are off the leash. Uh, they they're a little tenacious. They can be a little bit aggressive. Uh, at times, they can even be unpredictable. Uh, these guys are not always uh, the best uh, uh, purveyors of culture. They're not always the bedrocks of culture. Sometimes they are. Uh, but toughness, physical toughness, mental toughness out on the field, the guys you want in the alley that have your back, the guys in the foxhole, all that. Uh, you can be an offensive player like Roshan Johnson, but I think more often than not, you're going to find them on the defensive side. Kenny Vaccaro, Quandre Diggs, nobody wants to stand in front of those when they got a full head of steam. Uh, that's what a dog is. We hear that term all the time, but honestly, it, you know, for me, it came from talking to college coaches. When, when, when they ask questions a lot, one of the first things is, is he a dog? Right. I had a coach tell me one time, you know, d- does, he, does he piss in the neighbor's yard and does he eat it out of a can of Alpo? If he does, he's a take. And so right now, let's go through some of the guys. We did a lot of sourcing over the, of the last week, and we wanted to figure out the big dogs in the Texas football program, the guys that are going to really separate, going to really uh, lead that, that, that canine charge. We're going to start on offense. Well, we got a handful of guys that, that made the top of the list. I'm going to let you start. Uh, it's talking about DJ Campbell, some Savion Red, and some Trey Weisner. Yeah, those are the three offensive players. And if I would have queried a little bit more, we probably could have come up with a few more. Uh, but DJ Campbell, what I was told is, you know, he, he looks like a dog, acts like a dog. You don't, you know, you don't want to be in front of him when he's got a full head of steam. Yeah. The play that was uh, was referenced as an example of, of how he is in practice is the Alabama touchdown with Jonathan Brooks uh, charged, you know, six or seven yards, I think it was. Um, Campbell carried a couple guys in the end zone and then looked like he wanted a piece of uh, Adonai Mitchell for getting in the way, too. Um, just that that tenacious mentality. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that once he once he truly understands where he's where he's supposed to be, what he's doing, get his proper steps down, make sure he's on the right guy. You're going to see him uh, putting some putting a lot more guys through the back of the end zone. And, and DJ's a guy that, we, you know, we, we've talked to guys that think, you know, he's going into this season with the mindset. If I have a great year, I can leave. For, I can leave early. I can, I can go to the draft early with, with a Kelvin Banks, potentially. And Campbell's always had the, the best, meanest disposition, I feel like, of the, of, the, the ins, of the offensive lineman right now. Savion Red, you know, that's a guy that <laughs> if you covered him in high – if you remember in high school, that dude was the definition of a dog. Multi-sport guy, multi, multi-talented guy, and Trey Wisner. So you got two canines in the backfield for Tashar Choice. Tell me about him. Yeah, well, that's a good position to have it because, you you know, you've got to get out of tackles. And, and that's the number one thing we always heard about Red was he's a, just a very, very physical runner. It, you know, going back to high school, we always heard he was hyper competitive. And sometimes when we say hyper competitive, it's a, a little too competitive, getting on his teammates uh, in a way that you don't quite normally expect from a teammate. He's he's just fired up and ready to go. Um, in practice, he's very hard to tackle. He's probably the hardest running back to tackle, even more than C.J. Baxter with a full head of steam. It always takes two or three guys to get him down or get or to stop his momentum. Yeah. Uh, now the issue is, you know, is he going to be able to get on the field with uh, Jaden Blue and C.J. Baxter, two of the you know top twenty players on the team? Uh, time will tell. But I think the way that he runs, he could carve carve out a niche as a short yard back. You know, pretty similar to uh, what Cody Johnson had back in the day. 
And then Trey Wisner is a guy that, you know, we always saw the dog in him back in his Waco Connolly days, back in, and then when he's at DeSoto, he brought that yeah. to the Eagles when they won the state championship. But we really saw the dog on special teams in 2023. This guy laid a few big hits that that, that made Sports Center's top tens. You know, Wisner's a guy that, you know, he's he's a little rough around the edges, but I think yeah. every program needs a couple guys like him, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when he came in, he was turning heads by just by, you know, doing everything the right way. You know, he they, he is a little rough around the edges, you know, but he's he's a very good teammate. He's a hard nosed dude. Um, he's not one of those guys that's that's a dog and also is kind of a, a fighting against culture. He's part of the culture um, that there's a reason he started on special teams as a true freshman because he runs down there like a maniac. Uh, he's fearless. We saw that with that big hit against Baylor, uh, which was referenced. I, I threw that in the article. Fun to watch, but uh, you know I think that sort of recklessness that he plays with is also going to help him out as a running back. You know you've got you got to run through arms. Sometimes you got to run through bigger bodies. Um, he's not afraid to do so. And then that's the biggest thing, you know. And, and, and there's other ones. I'll go ahead and go to InsideTexas.com. Be sure and like and subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. Get us to that seven thousand sub uh, mark real quick. And go to InsideTexas.com and check it out. It was a great team report that Eric put up yesterday. And there's a lot more in detail. I'll add one another guy that I thought we, we should talk about. And that's Kelvin Banks. And when you hear who's potentially your number one or one of your best prospects in the program is starting to bring on some of that dog. To me, that sets the tone for the rest of the offense. Yeah, you know, he's he's a good run blocker. He's always been a, been a good run, run block, blocker since he showed up. He's just got such a, a quiet and, uh, you know, relaxed demeanor. You don't think of him as a dog. Uh, but he's going to move guys off the line of scrimmage this year. I thought another offensive lineman we could have thrown in there, he just didn't play uh, as much as we would have liked to see last year is Cole Hudson. Um, when he was healthy, he had some highlights against Alabama too, especially when he gets, when he's on the pull, uh, not a lot of guys are going to want to st uh, step in front of him. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing. I love that you added Cole Hudson because also, you know, what, what comes with being a dog is loyalty. And I think that's a, a true mark of some of these guys as well. They have really bought in to Sark and these guys. And there's a loyalty in that, in that culture, in that locker room that I think is, it gets emphasized a lot when your better guys are like that. Uh, let's play the bills real quick, because I got to tell you, there's another dog on the trail. His name's Andre, the lawyer. And this guy is here to help anyone longhorns. It doesn't matter if you need him. If you ever get in a bind, that's the guy to call at 214-444-8808. Andre, the lawyer is located in Dallas. This guy will help you with uh, 18 wheeler accidents, slip and falls, wrongful deaths. Uh, there's so many things. If you ever find yourself stuck in that position, Andre, the lawyer is the guy to help you out. Be sure and give him a call located in Dallas, but he'll do anything he can in the state. 214-444-8808. We talked about offensive dogs. And the funniest thing is a lot of those offensive dogs played some defense in high school. Cause you generally find deep dogs, like the, 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 the real gritty ones, snarling, you know, slobbering on the defensive side of the ball. And I think we saw two big ones on that defensive interior last year in Byron Murphy and, 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 and Tavondre Sweat. I'll never forget Keandre Coburn telling us at Big 12 Media Days, you know, M Byron Murphy's probably half canine. He's full-on pit bull. No and doubt. so you, you, you want those guys that, that do that. A couple of the names that we've already heard about, let's start on that, on that D-line edge spot, Jeray Bledsoe. Uh, this is a guy that that that, that had, had come from Marlin, Texas. You know, he's former teammates of Darian Gallette. He has started to – we've heard his name a lot in the last month. 
during these winter conditioning and, yeah. and things. Let's go through those defensive guys, and let's start with Big Jeray. Well, I think Jeray's going to be the one tech that takes the place for uh, a Byron Murphy. Um, you know, he's not known to be big and sizable, but he, we hear he's up to 300 pounds. Now, I haven't verified it. I only heard it from one person. That person is extremely reliable. Um, but even if he's at 290 pounds, that's a, that's a huge, that's a, that's a big step from where, when he came in at about 260. Um, and he's just, he's, he's got, he's tenacious out on the field. He's physical. When he weighed 270, he thought he, he thought he was 330. Uh, in his mind, he's the biggest dude on the field. And now he's, he's actually starting to get to be one of the bigger dudes on the field. Uh, it's going to be very tough for, uh, for offenses to keep him blocked. He was the third toughest defensive lineman to keep blocked last year behind Sweat and Murphy. So, uh, with the added mass and that, and still very, being very explosive and that tenacious mentality, he's going to be a big problem this year. You know, dogs often run in packs, and if there was one particular pack on the, in the Texas program of dogs, it's the linebackers. And I got to tell you, if I want, if, if I'm going to have some dogs, linebacker and then the secondary might be the two spots that yeah. I start off the, the most. You know, especially that linebacker spot. It reminds me of of Keenan Robinson. It reminds me of a Jordan Hicks kind of a throwback. We're talking about David Benda, Mo Blackwell, Anthony Hill, and Kendrick Blackshire. Go through the pack that is the linebacker position. Yeah, as the source just kept lift, listening off, I just kind of said, yep, yep, okay, yeah, I can see that too. Um, you know, David Bender was the very first player mentioned uh, over anybody, uh, which might surprise some, but, you know, the play that was referenced to as an example for him him being like that is is the sack where he got cut uh, against Alabama, still got up and made the tackle with just his tireless effort. And that's how he is in, in workouts. That's how he is, uh, whether it's in the weight room or, or outside doing agility drills. Um, he's just going 100 miles an hour. Uh, and he's physical and he's, you know, even though he's been undersized at times, he's, he's never really let that that stop him from from running into people at full speed. Uh, Blackwell, that's another one that where the, the weight increase is interesting. You know, he played at times last year at 208 pounds. And even though he was only 208, 208 um, you know, he didn't really know it. He played like he was bigger than that. He's physical with his hands. Uh, he throws his body around, but he's up to over 220, about 222 right now. Uh, I'm interested to see how that that carries over to the field. You know, he he did lack some size, especially you know when he played Sam out there off the edge. It's a it's a little small to be out there at 210 pounds, but now at 222, um, and his his attitude, I think he's definitely going to carve out a role on the team. I don't think anybody's be surprised to hear Anthony Hill, right? I mean, <clears throat> he he um he's got such jarring power when he hits you. Um, you know, there's just a lot of force behind everything he does. Uh, on top of being just an, a sensational athlete, um, having a good, good, smart uh, mindset for the position. It's a very cerebral position. He picks that stuff up, all the nuances very quick. Um, but he's not out there just finessing and, and getting by on intelligence. He's, he's intelligent and he's very physical, fearless. He's got a chance to become the leader of that defense. And then uh, Kendrick Blackshear, you know, they brought him in because of this. This is the aspect they wanted going in the SEC. They wanted to add that size. Obviously, experience helps. Um, you know, knowing a lot of these teams already helps, but that big physical presence in the middle of the field uh, is really what they wanted. And, and, and if you look at a picture of Kendrick Blackshaw, that'd be the first guy. In, if you had a, a, if you looked over the roster one by one, he would be the first guy you have coming off the bus. It's no surprise that he made this list. Yeah, I remember Blackshire and, and, and Hill and Blackwell were all from that DFW area and they all played with that with that dog mentality and Blackshire especially. I remember in a Duncanville spring game, coaches essentially wanted to kind of reel him in because, it, you know, with, with, with that game that, you know, there's so many prospects on the field, but he was definitely him and Jaquindon Jackson both had that dog in them, that dog instinct. We should we should also add that Blackshire's looking pretty good out there in space too, uh, moving around, oh. which. 
that was the big issue I had when he was in high school was how big is this guy going to get? Um, and then I saw him play at, at Alabama. And even though it looked like he was about to get passed up by some really good players, I was like, man, I missed on this guy. Cause you know, I thought he was going to get up to two forty-five. skills. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. I didn't know what to do with him because he didn't know he didn't have great length for D line, but he's going to get real bulky for D line. Uh, and he didn't, he kept the weight off guys, obviously eating right because he can get up to two fifty if he wanted to. Uh, but he's looking comfortable in space. I'm I'm really bullish on linebacker. I, you know, I said a month ago I thought linebacker would be better next year than it was this year, despite losing Jalen Ford. Uh, I mean, I'm feeling even better about that prediction. You know, th- there's a handful of guys I think we could mention in the secondary, but there's one in particular that I want to talk about, and, and I know you you you, ri- you wrote about it yesterday. I remember the first time I interviewed this guy. Um, it was one of the most intense high school interviews I've ever done. And I remember texting you or calling you when I left yeah. the stadium. And I thought, okay, you, you got to, every program needs a guy like this. Yeah. You don't want a ton of them, but you need a few of them. And that's Warren Roberson out of Red Oak. Lay it on me what he's been up to. This guy's been moving around the secondary a little bit, but he's not, he's trying to lock down a backup cornerback right now. Talk about that doggy dog. Yeah, well, we're you know we're working off practice reports and, and how he is in the in the program. We don't have a whole lot of evidence for ourselves from from games last year, obviously. But yeah, I mean everybody knows about the athleticism, but he's he's very physical. He's he's about that work. He's you know he's not going to be intimidated by going up against the the top receiver on the team. He wants he wants all those reps. Um, he's ready to go. He's ready to roll. Um, in some ways, in very good ways, he's very athletic, like Keaton Crawford. We just want to make sure. Hopefully, he's got the movement skills to stay at corner. Uh, that's where his highest value is going to be for this team. I expect to see him on the field quite a bit this season. Uh, I suspect we'll see him on special teams uh, quite a bit. But yeah, he's he's a, he's another one. Who who else are you thinking out there in the secondary should be uh, should be in there? I mean, Malik Muhammad's got that dog mindset to to work and be a pro. I think I know where you're going though. I I I like Jalen Gilbo. I I think he's a dog that maybe needs to you know still needs a little bit of training. And I like Derek Williams. I, I, yeah. I, I haven't hidden my, my 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 passion for that guy. I, I like Derek Williams. He's got that South Louisiana, just tough, yeah. swamp, mud dog mentality. And I think we're going to see this guy absolutely bloom in 2024. You know, you know who's tougher, uh, and Taff is tougher than he gets credit for. He uh, oh, he just yeah. runs into guys full speed, and he's not big. He looks like a he looks like a smaller wide receiver to me out there. Um, but he had that big hit uh, against uh, was it BYU or K State um, over the middle? Uh, I think he knocked the guy out. Uh, he's got a, no- a lot of tackles where he just runs straight into people. It's not the most form. He's not dropping his shoulder. It's just full steam ahead, and and, and you know it might he might be getting run over in the process. But he's going straight into him. It's kind of crazy. Tough I kid. do remember one big hit was Houston, the Houston game. Uh, he also- yeah, that's that's the game over the middle. Yeah, Houston. And, 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 and honestly, it, it kind of changed the trajectory. Houston was driving yeah. at the time. And so I think he had a streak of an interception in two or three consecutive games. And then he came through with that big play in the second half. Yeah. And I know yeah. that you don't have out. to be you don't have to be a big headhunter to be a dog. Anthony Cook, the year before, made a similar play against Iowa State that saved the game on a hit that a lot of guys don't make. Uh, a lot of much bigger guys. Anthony Cook was maybe 188 pounds. Uh, but coming downhill on the quarterback, Hunter Decker's a, a much bigger guy, and, and he saved that game. So, I mean, they come in all shapes and sizes. They really, really do. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Please, please like and subscribe the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. Come see us at InsideTexas.com. Uh, follow up everything we talked about in, a, in a, an incredible team post Eric got on Friday or on, on Thursday, rather. Be sure and check that out. Come see us. Let us earn your business. It really is a great time to hang out and, and, and do that. We're heading into March. 
We got we got more conditioning. Spring stuff, spring balls coming right after spring break. We've got more visits adding every day on the recruiting front. Basketball, baseball, everything Texas. We've got it inside Texas.com. Eric, I sure do appreciate you joining me today for this edition of the, of the Inside the Program Canine edition. And so be sure and check us out at InsideTexas.com, powered by Inside Texas Football.